Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, and life in a northern town. Feel free to leave comments on the show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Let's keep the conversation going online. My name is Vicki, and welcome to the podcast. April. No, it really feels like January. And I'm going to just tell you, if you want to hear about all my complaints about the weather, you can go on my last couple of blog posts. I just want to say that the upshot of having several feet of snowfall in about 10 days is that you stick close to home and you get quite a bit done. You know, my spring cleaning's not done. Don't get me wrong. And I did crock pot cooking once. Um, the rest has been my husband. It's a good thing he likes to cook because he's the one that saved the stew in the crock pot yesterday. I followed the recipe, but it didn't quite work out. The taste was bad, flat in the stew, so he fixed it. Um, overall, I did a weekly roundup on my blog, my creative corner three, and it's dot wordpress dot com, and I didn't realize, you know, how much different variety of stuff I've been doing because I've been home a lot more and wanting to try new things. That's what happens when you get kind of cooped up. It's kind of like a case of the Februarys only for a week in April. So what did I do? I'm just going to give you a verbal um, recap and you can go look at the little video either on YouTube or on my um, website. So I started an economy block quilt. It's 12 inches and I wanted to fussy cut the center. I have never made a fussy cut quilt and there'll be more about this next month and some of the other projects that I'm going to be making with some of the fabric that is from this line. But if you want a sneaky peek, go ahead and look at my Instagram page or back on my blog. Um, I really love the fabric and I really love the fussy cuts. I have a fussy cut ruler that I've um, really been using and I can't believe how much of a difference that a simple fussy cut ruler can make. The other thing I've been doing is I found somebody on Instagram who is doing improv blocks and it came up on my feed and she said she was starting her own challenge. She was taking three fabrics for 30 minutes for 30 days. And I thought, you know, some people are doing the 100 day challenge and I chose not to this year, but I thought this 30 day challenge and I was doing an improv block and really um, <laughs> having a lot of problems with it. However, this challenge, I've, I've not done it every day, but I want to try to get 25 or 30 blocks done in an odd size, um, six and a half inches by seven. That's my chosen parameter. And I am not randomly pulling three fabrics from the hat like she is. But what I'm finding is editing it down to three fabrics and making those sing in the block are really helpful. So I'm working on that. And will it turn into anything cohesive? I don't know. It's all improv. And I'll tell you, I have zero um, ideas when I start each block. I pull the fabric, I look at the fabric, and I get it done in 30 minutes. I don't overthink it. And that was what I was doing the first time uh, on the red, black, and yellow that I was trying to do. Um, will that block be thrown out? No, it, it was a very good learning experience. It may not go in a quilt or it may just be framed or chopped up into something else. I don't know. 
we'll find out. I also decided that I needed to do some more knitting and handwork in the evening. I've, I can't sit anymore in a chair for sewing. Um, I'm working on the two blocks you know, that I mentioned and long arming. I usually do at least two rows a day on a quilt that I'm working on. I've done a few quilts for customers and they were swirls. I am declaring myself the queen of swirls. And whenever I think of that, I think of an old police song that's a terrible song <laughs> called The King of Pain. And all I can think of is I am the queen of swirls set to that music. And if you're an old person from the 80s, music generation you'll know what I'm talking about it's an, why would I even remember that song it's so horrible just horrible but I think of that when I'm quilting queen of swirls and it's making me laugh so hard it's funny how I connect like weird things from my youth into um, moments of today so anyway um, I've done several of those quilts and I did one with a special feather. And I have to say, I've been following Holly Ann at String and Story. And she's doing um, online workshops. And she showed a preview on one of her um, promotions for an online class of a beautiful feather that had wiggly leaves. And I did my own variation on it on a customer quilt. And I, I really like it. In fact, I want to say it's my new favorite feather. And it's, it's a lot of thread and a lot of work. So to do it on a queen size quilt would be pretty heavy and a lot of money, which some of my customers aren't wanting to spend that much. However, this was a small quilt and an experiment that I love and the customer absolutely loved it. If you want to see a picture of it, you can go to the linked up blog post um, that will be in the show notes. I also decided... Since I was getting a little stir crazy and needed something new, I cast on a shawl. I've been doing chemo caps since the beginning of the year and I'm up to about 12. And I've decided that after 12 crocheted hats, I needed a knit project. So I rummaged through my special yarn that I've been saving for a rainy day. Please watch my YouTube video about being frugal or cheap that I put up last week. And I decided to bust it out. It was time to just get over it and make something, even if it seemed silly or ridiculous. So I decided to cast on um, a one skein wonder pattern. That's an easy shawl and it's garter stitch. And then I may or may not crochet the edge that's considered optional in the pattern. Oh, it's a great spring variegated green bamboo pop yarn. I'm having the best time. So it's a great evening thing when I'm tired and I'm having some um, health problems with my hip, my back and my legs. So I can't do a lot of sitting and I'm, I'm consulting with my doctor, believe me, and I'm going to go to physical therapy and all that business. Don't want to get into too much, but it, you know, your health makes a lot of influence on the choices of what you're doing. So that's what I'm knitting currently. Now, my friends are all knitting socks. Um, a Kristen of Simply Simple, Simple Handmade Every Day, Kristen Esser's podcast, and Quilt and Jenny. Um, she has a blog spot. They're doing socks. I'm still scared of socks. I'm so scared of them. I may get up the courage, though, to do some, but this is my problem, knitting things in pairs. Number one, I have humongous hands and feet. And so I would need way more yarn than the pattern calls for. I probably need it way bigger than what the pattern calls for. 
and I can't stand tight things on my legs. The other thing is I can't make a pair of anything the same size. I can't even make these hats, these chemo hats, follow the same pattern, same yarn, same crochet hook, and they're all different sizes. I, I tell you, I'm terrible with gauge. So that's why socks scare me. Then yesterday, I, I made an announcement on my Facebook group that um, tomorrow was going to be the day that I was going to try something completely new. And I had a art kit that I won in a silent auction several years ago. It had um, like watercolor pigment paints in it, and I've never used them. I've used most everything else up in the kit, and it has a lot of great watercolor paints and paper left. Um, I've used some of the crayons and um, doodle pads and pencils and all that, but I pushed some watercolor around. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. I watched a Bob Ross and I know he does oil painting, but I wanted to get some confidence from his verbiage saying, you can do this. Anyone can do this. Any day is a great day when you're painting. And I just love Bob Ross. So I watched a couple of his videos got out, got the paints out, dabbed some on a plate, got the water going, and I like the color wash. Now, I'm not going to be a painter. I'm terrible at it. Um, my sister is more of a painter, and I decided, though, that with the color wash in the background, I got my pens out for Zentangle, and I love using Micron pens. Wow, that's a lot of fun. I've seen this done with a person in years ago when we were in a Zentangle group and I thought this is a great idea. So that was my big experiment yesterday was a few minutes of pushing watercolors around and then doodling or using Zentangle on the top and as Bob Ross says there are no mistakes in creating and that's my paraphrase version. So what I've been doing though this week in preparation for this podcast is that I've been reading a lot of articles on why is creativity, creating things and art, so good for us? I mean, we've all read all over the internet, all over social media, that creating is healthy for us. We know coloring book pages and doing um, just simple coloring is good. We've seen lots of articles, but I wanted to know scientific research on why is it good? Because, you know, being somebody who is in healthcare and I want to know the science behind it. I want to know the neuroscience. So I found a couple of good articles. Now I'm not going to link them below because you're probably not going to want to read them, but they're from the National, National Institute of Health and they were studying art therapy and they were studying um, community health and healing with art. And they took articles, it was a compilation of articles from the mid 90s forward and the other one was from um, pretty much all time from the 60s forward in art therapy. But the upshot is they don't really know exactly why. But humans are very special in the fact that creativity comes in all kinds of creativity. There's creativity in engineering, there's creativity in medicine, there's creativity in creating music and art, and there's also creativity in everyday life. It helps us to survive. So coming from that angle, we know that creativity and creating things, including knitting, crochet, quilting, painting, lots of studies on music and painting. And I'll be honest, I've always done 
these kinds of arts and crafts. And I spent many years in music. And I know from experience, it works. It's good for us. It gives us positive feelings of self-worth. It boosts our great feelings about ourself. And it also brings together all the areas of our brain. And that was something that was in these articles that talked about they really thought that that had something to do with why it was helpful. Um, and in fact, they theorized that maybe why it wards off dementia because all different areas of the brain are creating pathways that are constantly different and using both sides of the brain. However, artists are primarily left-brained, if my memory serves me correctly and which is where most creativity happens. Um, but they also showed that people who had damage to their brain could continue to create art and be prolific at it. It just uh, was different and maybe it wasn't new and innovative, but they were continuing to do the things that they always were trained to do or things that they love to do which, you know, kind of happens to us, doesn't it? Every day if we get stuck in a rut and we keep going back to those things that we've always done and created, um, like my garter stitch shawl or my um, coloring book pages. See, repetitive nature. This is what artists call the flow state or what I was calling it when I didn't know the you know word for this in the articles they called the flow state is zen when you can get so into something that you lose yourself for hours you do not think about any problems in this world you do not think about anything but doing this creative thing which leads us to why is it helpful because we can forget the world for moments in time which isn't unhealthy um, we spend too much time worrying sometimes or thinking or overthinking or being involved in problems and this is called uh, something called mindfulness if we spend our moments um, just observing and creating or being part of the here and now that's why creativity is so good and when you're doing repetitive things such as coloring or knitting or even hand quilting or quilting, where it's something you can just get lost in and the repetitive nature, it is shown to help people become in this state of Zen or flow. And we can think of other things that are creative or problem solve without even having it in the forefront of our mind. Um, the other part of it is that we spend time doing something we love and when we're done we feel better about ourselves because we created something beautiful or not it doesn't matter we enjoyed the process then there's this other part of creating that i think the articles miss we seek out a community many many times of people who share the same interest. And they didn't talk about this at all. But in my um, experience of creating is that usually I learned from somebody, I learn out of book, but I still find somebody and I ask them to show me a new step or a method I need, maybe just validation that I'm doing it right, which leads me to more people. Sometimes that leads to groups or meetings or guilds or online communities where we are finding people who share the same passion and we're chatting about it. We're chatting about 
us and our life and how it helped us. See, all of that combined with the mindfulness of the here and now reduces stress, helps people sleep better. All the studies showed that people felt better, their moods were better, and they were also able to continue that feeling for hours, an hour or two, not quite as long as like exercise helps us feel good, but continue that for quite some time and be able to be creative and productive. They're saying even taking a little quick mini breaks throughout the day um, if you're working and be creative, like maybe on a 15 minute break, draw a doodle. I usually use doodling as a coping skill for meetings because it's kind of hard for me to stay focused. But when I'm doodling, when I'm taking those breaks, when I come home at lunch and create, it kind of resets something and I feel more balanced. I have time myself away from the workaday world, became very mindful about what I was doing and lost myself in the creative moment. When I don't have those days where I can come home, it's really a hard, long day, and I feel very tired and stressed out by the end of the day. And, you know, we all need time of transition, but it's great if you have the luxury of packing a to-go project for your day at work or having something in the car for when you're sitting around in a doctor's office or at a sports event with your kids or whatever and you need a moment to find the rhythmic movement of a needle of knitting needles thread yarn hand sewing these portable projects are great i always have a pen in my purse i don't always have my proper doodle pad but i think i'm going to start repacking my little sketchbooks because i find doodling um, best i can't focus enough always if i'm in public doing knitting or crocheting i make lots of mistakes and hand sewing is very hard on my fingers. But the other part of this is they're showing that, you know, we've known this for years, but the studies show if you have chronic pain, arthritis, women who have fought breast cancer have been studied extensively, that this is a great way to help cope with all of the things that life throws at us, including cancer, cancer treatment, and recovery. It's really beneficial. Everything from listening to music, participating in a relaxation technique, um, patients did much better even just listening to music while they were in the hospital after a surgery. And then carrying it forward to being active in art therapy groups to creating music maybe if you could play an instrument or creating a art or craft blood pressures were better, heart rates were better, less pain medication was needed, all kinds of positive benefits. And I'm all about, let's do what I can do for as long as I can. And you know, the bottom line on all of this is um, exercising the brain is important. And art, arts and crafts, creativity is all part of that. We need to keep exercising our brain every day to ward off old age and dementia processes that happen just because we're not in school anymore and we're not 20 years old. So creativity and art, being creative, 
trying new things. See, that's all about what creating is, especially if you're like a quilter or knitter. We tend to want to try new patterns, things that are more challenging. And then when we get stressed, sometimes we'll go back to things that we know very well. And those things help soothe us as we cope with the everyday life. Painters are amazing people. And my watercolor experiment made me understand a teeny bit of how amazing you can get your mind lost into the world of creating something in painting. And I may just do a lot of color wash on some of my little tiles and carry those with me as my zentangling doodle moments when I need a little break and become more centered and balanced. So mindfulness, it's really helping us find mindfulness. It's helping us improve our vital signs, which is your blood pressure, pulse temperature but the other part of it is is that we find a community and I think that's what this podcast is all about it's about community it's about continuing the conversation it's about sharing what we know with other people and continuing to be excited about the things we're doing um most of the time we make things not just to keep it to ourselves. Now, a lot of times I keep the projects I have. I give many away, but we want other people to see what we did because we're excited and proud of it. And I would like to see what you've created over the last little bit, maybe a week, maybe a month, and share that in the comment section of my website. Now, for those of you who have listened to the whole podcast, you know, today is the day that I'm announcing the giveaway. I'm having a giveaway in the comments on today's show notes that will be open until May 1st. And if you want another chance at the giveaway, you can enter the comment section on my Instagram page on today's podcast. We'll be giving away two different battings from Quilter's Dream. They are absolutely gorgeous, high-end, beautiful fabric, uh, fabric batting, beautiful batting. And I have since found that there are a couple of places you can buy Quilter's Dream online, but mostly um, they're in local quilt shops. So I would like you to have an opportunity to use this lovely fabric. Please enter the giveaway either on the show notes today or on Instagram where I will post about this podcast being up and running with today's giveaway and we want to thank Quilter's Dream for sponsoring today's podcast and for this giveaway. You will love using this. One of the battings is a cotton um, Quilter's Dream batting and the other is a blend, a cotton blend. Both I've used, both are absolutely lovely. And I am very, very happy that I can share this opportunity with you to enter a giveaway to use such a lovely product. And thank you, Quilter's Dream. I want to welcome everyone who are listening today for the first time. And I would like to welcome all of my returning listeners and say thank you for listening. Continuing our community is very important to me, and I appreciate all you do to be creative every day. Don't forget that I put a bi-weekly newsletter out so you can keep up with all of the things going on. I'm very active on Instagram, 
And I have two sites. One is quilting called Vicki L. Holloway on Instagram. And the other one is all the things that I'm crafting with my sister on our creative souls. If you really would like to support this podcast, I would encourage you to share this, to like this and let other people know. It really does help make our community grow. And if you feel led to be a patron, I have an opportunity for you to do that. And that is also on my webpage, mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. I would like to encourage you to try something new. And I hope that listening to this podcast encouraged you to quilt on everyone.